Yes, you can take your Bibles and turn to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Obviously being uh, <clears throat> involved in the music here, uh, this, uh, the strategic planning and the maneuvering that goes on behind this pulpit is often comical. Uh, Pastor and I, we both, if, there's, if it goes way out there, you know, it's, it's one of those 12 member groups, the cords have to go around our chairs out to that far. And the, the carving on the bottom of those chair legs sometimes pinch that cord. And so they're walking out here <laughs> and they're doing all this stuff. So we're trying to kick it loose for them, you know, while y'all are praying. I know y'all don't peek and see this happening. But the funniest one, I'm telling you, and y'all probably going to peek just to watch this. The funniest one at all is the alumni guys, because there's 12 of them, all right, and strategically planned, you know, pastors up here praying, and the two guys that are right here usually stay back here and offer him a clean, you know, lane to his chair, and then they step forward. But if it's 12, you know, they're, you know I'm telling them, space out, space out, space out the whole time, because the two that back up is Christian and Drew. Uh, and if they leave a spot this big for Christian and Drew to come back up here to get in a straight line, it's not happening. I've seen them like singing like this, you know, back here. It's just funny. I'm like, spread out, spread out, spread out. And so I'm trying to help y'all guys. So I'll remind them to give y'all some room. Amen. But uh, it, it is funny. But uh, I appreciate all the faithfulness of our singers. We're, we're trying to get three over there and three over there and three back here and three back here so they don't have to come to one place. So that'll, that'll help us, I think, strategically. But anyway, you're in Colossians 1, verse 18, 1, verse 18. And uh, I believe she was five pounds, 10 ounces. Uh, it was something and a quarter inches long. I got it on the phone. 19 and a quarter inch, I think. Yeah, 19 and a quarter inch, 5 pounds, 10 ounce. You can hold her like this. Uh, she's a little bitty thing. So uh, anyway, praise the Lord. She's here and everybody's good. And uh, I guess because of, because of COVID still, we can't go see her. So hopefully we'll get to see her tomorrow. But anyway, uh, we had uh, last night the teen Christmas party. And uh, I would have you know that there's some artistic kids over there, young people over there, and then there's some that are not. Uh, we had, you know, obviously, you know, I, I've never built a gingerbread house. I've never baked a gingerbread cookie. So, uh, you know, my wife was like, hey, let's, and I was, mm, wait a minute now. Uh, but I did see some gingerbread four-wheel drive pickups. I said, I'll go for that one. And then I saw a gingerbread doghouse where a lot of you guys stay. Uh, so I'll go for that one. And uh, but anyway, hopefully y'all got that. But anyway, uh, they did gingerbread dog houses and gingerbread four-wheel drive trucks hauling a Christmas tree last night. Uh, there may or may not have been some blood involved. Right, Reed? I, I couldn't tell if it was red icing or his blood. So, but uh, I think it may have just mixed in there. But uh, anyway, I, I had given them butter knives, but my wife's coming with steak knives, you know, and all of a sudden I hear, oh! Like, okay, here, we, here, we, here we go. So, but anyway, well, we had a good time. I think, William, you, you full still? T 12 tacos last night. He just kept going back. I think he's the taco king. Jordan? <laughs> Rice Krispie Treat king? I think it was his mom's Rice Krispie Treat Christmas trees. Yeah. Every time he went up there, he had like four here and a plate full. <laughs> I was like, 
Come on. So we had a good time. But anyway, hopefully you found Colossians 1, and we'll go to verse 18, and uh, we'll read that, uh, the, uh, the second part of it. And it says right there that in all things he might have preeminence. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And uh, let's have a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Lord, help us all, Lord, to have a desire to give you preeminence in everything. The Bible says right there, all things. Uh, that you might have preeminence. Lord, help us as we look at this tonight. Lord, help us all to uh, better ourselves, Lord, and try to serve you uh, with our whole heart. And I just ask you to be with Pastor and them as they are away. Keep them safe. Bring them back to us safely. Uh, thank you for getting us here tonight safely. And I'll keep you safe as we travel home. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so if you're titling it up there in the sound booth, uh, don't let anything be more important than Jesus. That's the title of the sermon. Don't let anything be more important than Jesus. And, you know, you say, Brother Sam, this is church. We're here because of Jesus. We, we live, we do what we do. I, I get it. I get it. But we're going to, we're going to, we're Bible studying, right? This is Wednesday night Bible study. So maybe we can be a little bit better in certain areas. Because we might be thinking, you know, I got this Christian life mastered. I've got it all going on. We'll see. Let me get through these three points and we'll see. Because I know when I was studying, I was like, ooh. <clears throat> I could, I could shape up in that area. So as I'm preaching this tonight, I'm going to try my best to say we a lot and us and uh, instead of you. I don't like to be a pointy finger preacher because most of them right here. Uh, I'm not doing all this yet, and I'm going to try. Uh, but in our, in our day and time, obviously, the commercialization of the, the, even the name Jesus. I remember back when I was a kid, the first time I ever saw Xmas, I was like, what is that? I mean, little kid. And so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to reason in my mind, what is, what is, what's an Xmas? And, you know, some people explain it away that we're just wasn't enough room to put Christ. Christmas is too long. We had to shorten it to get it on the door to advertise and this, that, and that. Anyway, but I thought I'd watched a few Westerns with my grandpa and my dad and things like that. And, and guys that couldn't write, what were they supposed to do? Put their mark, all right, an X. And I'm like, man, Jesus can't write his name. All right, he's just putting Xmas down there. You poor thing, you don't know how to spell Christ or you know things like. So I'm thinking that as a little kid, that Jesus what, but it was people just trying to get him out of Christmas. And, they, and in our day and time, you know, here lately, not as bad as it used to be, but a couple years ago, man, that hol Happy Holiday stuff, you know, they were forced to tell us that, and I would say Merry Christmas right back at them, things like that. And then most employees, Merry Christmas to you, but I don't like that they're making me say that, things like that. So we've seen it. Uh, I mean, from the time he was born, they were trying to kill him. Herod's like, man, mm -mm, let's get rid of this. Uh, let's get rid of this young child. And so they've been trying to get rid of him since he got here. And, uh, and so don't let anything be more important than Jesus. So in Colossians 1.18, it says right there that in all things he might have preeminence. Uh, basically, the word preeminence means superior. And, and, and knowing Jesus like I do and reading about him, it wasn't a superior like me. we might think superior. Okay, uh, he was superior because he is God. Uh, he is, his ways are higher than our ways. His mind is higher than our ways. So it is a superiority, uh, but he didn't even make himself a reputation while he was here on the earth. So it wasn't that he was trying to be all that in a bag of chips, but he is superior. And then it means above. Uh, I mean, again, his ways are above our ways uh, and so forth. And then, of course, we've all heard that he might have first place. In everything that we do and uh, every thought. I'm going to read a couple of introductory statements here. It says uh, uh, here at, you know, at this time of the year, the commercialization has tried to take Christ out of Christmas all the way to the point of using Xmas. Uh, here's another statement. Sadly, I would say that most people in the world today that celebrate Christmas, uh, they celebrate more of the commercialization part of it and not Christ at all. Uh, so they put more emphasis on the other areas, and I'm going to be real careful right here. 
commercialization, okay? Everybody with me, all the adults? Uh, they put more emphasis on that than they do Jesus. Uh, and then maybe they've been to church a little bit in their life and they're trying to be a good Christian, things like that. So they'll do all the commercialization stuff and then they'll throw in Luke 2, 2 the Christmas story right there at the end. Uh, that's not giving Jesus preeminence. You know, if we, if we tag it on, you know, like right at the end, right before we go to bed that night, that's not really making him the center uh, of Christmas, and he wants preeminence of everything. Uh, I, I say take advantage. I'm not trying to be Scrooge. Uh, take advantage of everything that the world might put out there. Uh, but some celebrate Christmas and, and the commercialization part of it, and they tag on the Christmas story at the end. But I believe Christ wants and deserves preeminence even at Christmas time. Uh, because, I mean, there's songs written about certain people watching, and uh, there's even certain figures that you might place around your house that watch. Uh, but the Bible tells us <laughs> that the eyes of the Lord in Proverbs 15, 3, are everywhere and in every place beholding the evil and the good. Uh, so again, I remember when I found out what was going on, I thought they all were, you know, fairy tales and things like that, even Jesus. And that confused me. Uh, but his eyes are beholden everywhere. So we see, number one, the commercialization has tried to get rid of Jesus. Secondly, the false gods have tried to replace Jesus. And you probably don't experience this much unless you're related to some certain type of people, uh, certain, I guess, religious type people. Uh, but Buddha tried to take Jesus' place. Uh, Allah tries to take Jesus' place. And in our world system today, they, they kind of they put them all collectively together. That's not going to work. Uh, you know, they, uh, the Bible says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. He doesn't have to share. Uh, you know, so don't let anything be more important than Jesus, not even some other false God that they've tried to create out there. Uh, back in, you know, the Bible times, there was a, I guess the Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God, and they were, you know, moving it, and they put it in the same room with a false God, Dagon. And uh, they come back the next morning, Dagon's laying flat of his face. Uh, and they go, oh man, some wind must have blown real hard, or somebody come through, bumped up, stood it up. Next morning, come back, flat of his face again, head broke off, hands broke off. Uh, there's no other God that measures up to our God, <laughs> uh, and shouldn't have to. Uh, so we see in 1 Samuel 5, 2 through 7, that that story is listed there. So don't let false gods replace Jesus. Third way, of, by way of introduction, religion has even tried to replace Jesus. I mean, religion has tried to place, replace Jesus. Uh, again, I won't dog them too bad, but there's churches in our area that have replaced Jesus. He's not the most important thing. Uh, there's something that's became more important than him, and he doesn't have preeminence at that church. Uh, in other words, they, they give Mary preeminence. She's a godly lady. Uh, there was a reason that she was picked to be our, our Savior's mom. I mean, she was, she was a great lady. He didn't pick some, you know, loser or some person that was involved in sin. He, he picked a godly young lady. But she's not above our Savior. And you ought not give her preeminence. He ought to get preeminence. Uh, there are some churches that put more emphasis on that right there than they do our Savior. I'm all for that. I mean, I hope we use it this coming Sunday again. And I'm glad it's been being used lately. Uh, and I, I'm excited about being used more. Uh, and so I'm all about that. And, you, and if you hadn't been in that yet, you need to get in that. All right, because the Bible says so. But I'm not going to put preeminence on that. 
Hey, that didn't die for me. That's a picture. I believe, I believe that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. I'm going to die to myself, raise up to walk in the newness of Christ. But it's not getting preeminence. And there's churches, they'll bite you if you're not baptized. And they put preeminence on baptistry. They're giving preeminence to Jesus. There's a lot of religions out there today that put more emphasis on their works than they do our Savior. I've got to give this much. I've got to turn. I've got to do this much service. I've got to light this many things. Or I've got to, again, all those things are good things. Giving to charity. I guess lighting the candle is a good thing. We did last night with all that food and all them bodies in our house. Uh, but anyway, uh, lighting the candle is fine, but I'm not giving it preeminence. So as, as far as introductions goes, we see here that, that commercialization tried to replace Jesus. False gods have tried to replace Jesus. And even religions have tried to replace Jesus. So let's look at our, uh, I think we'll get through three points. There's five, but I don't think we'll get through all of them. And we're going to use our Bibles. This is a Bible study. So number one, don't let anything become more important than Jesus in your life. Number one, don't let anything become more important than Jesus in your life. I've given you some examples. Uh, I don't think we participate in the commercialization of trying to replace Jesus. I know we don't let Mary take his place. And I know uh, even though we are a Baptist church and we baptize, we're not giving it preeminence. But are we in our life? Are we giving something else in our life preeminence? Of course, a very familiar verse, uh, and uh, you can go ahead and turn there, Matthew 6. Matthew 6, we'll look at some things at the beginning, and, but the verse, the verse that is very familiar, I'll go ahead and read it while you're turning there, Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Very familiar verse, but the word all these things, uh, you know, obviously, uh, if you're looking at, a, a, at the content here, if it says all these things, it probably came in the previous verses, right? Uh, am I correct on that? Uh, so all these things, what things? Uh, and so we'll look here that there were some people that they were putting preeminence on these things instead of seeking first the kingdom of God. Their preeminence was on seeking these things. And we won't take time to read the whole thing, but you can look back up through there. And there were Pharisees, they were doing alms. Okay, alms, and uh, that was a, a giving uh, of some type of help, and so they were giving alms, but again, they were, you know, maybe advertising that they gave alms. Uh, there's a lot of Pharisees on this today. All right, they have to social media everything. Uh, before long, there'll be a, a picture of an offering plate going down an aisle. I just put my tithe in right there. They do it with their Bible and their cup of coffee. I thought that was supposed to be a secret thing. But anyway, we see here that even back then they were putting alms. This is how much I'm giving. I just want y'all to know this is how much I'm giving. And they put, they were seeking that, that uh, credit for giving so much alms. Then, right there in the beginning of the chapter, that we see that they were praying in public. Uh, they, were, they, were, they were making public their prayers. And again, I think the Bible says enter to your closet. Uh, it's supposed to be a secret thing. Uh, and then it says here that they were more worried about the rewards and their reputation than, than Jesus. Uh, and then it goes on to say that they were fasting. Uh, and you can see it right there in those words. They were, they were worried about the fasting. And again, I don't think you're supposed to tell anybody that you're fasting. <laughs> That's supposed to be between you and God, a secret thing. And then, then the, the, that was the spiritual people worrying about their, you know, I guess their uh, influencing uh, in their social media areas. Uh, but then now we're, we're, we're going down to the body. 
and they were worrying about their stature and uh, adding, a, adding a cubic to it here and working it out here and things like that. And so I, I do know there's people in our world today that put more emphasis on them, their body than they do Jesus. Spend a whole lot more time spending money making it look good uh, than they are being a good Christian. Uh, anyway, then it says that they, they, they worried about the mammon, the money. And then it goes on to say to take no thought about what you put on, their garments. Uh, you know, the wardrobe is very important to a lot of people. Uh, you know, again, I, I got sport coats that I've been wearing since I've been working here. It's a good thing to stay the same size, I guess. <laughs> uh, now, I got to where they were not meeting in the middle and I had to do something about it, but I'm back into those, all right, uh, from when I started working here. And I, I think it was Jacob Lowe the other day. He's like, Brother Stanley, I was teaching in a class in college. How long have you had that sport coat? <laughs> I looked down and I was like, oh, I don't know. Let's see. And I started thinking, before you were 